0: Ah! <laughs> play three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.
1: All right, thank you for joining the ESBC NFL Sports Betting Podcast. And I always say the reason for the podcast is to make me money I and the and premium in the, in the, in the, the let me, let me take been the, been myself podcast. off over here, but <laughs> the other stream, <laughs> but the reason I say that is because, every, you know, I have to turn off every media I see because everybody's so disingenuous. Nobody's telling you exactly what's going on. And we've been fortunate lucky and good for the last 13 years to be able to profit from this. My wife has not bought gasoline. See the high prices of gasoline for 12 years if it hasn't been betting money. And as a guy with the MBA, securities licenses, clients, 50 million and up, right? Uh, every podcast has to be a businessman and your thought process has to be the same. The same way you invest in a stock. The same way you invest in a business, same thought process, uh, the same methodology, right? Decision, science, probability theory, same concepts in finance using fundamental analysis and uh, taking advantage of market inefficiencies is how you make money, okay? But we got so much insight that in my business, if you have non-public, Proprietary information, it's illegal to use. But we've been watching football for so long. We've been recognizing patterns, which is math, for so long. It is synonymous, right? It's equal to having uh, non-public information, inside information to use, right? So that's the purpose, right? You got the purpose, right? To make money. The outcome then, uh, 65%. NFL, the last two years, 68% college football. Lucky, fortunate, and good. Three and no headed to five and no college football now. And that's 500% all right because you get a lied to in business. Revenue is meaningless. What means something is profit, free cash flow. 52.5% is break even. 60, 70, and 80% is profit and it's compound interest consistently being as high as possible over 52.5. This is the only place you're getting that information. However, every year is different. And if you are, let's say it's in business all the time. If you are the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So I got two people a lot smarter, tougher than I am because last 13 years does not mean anything. What have you done for me lately? if you live in the past, you die in the past. So we got a lot of diversity here. Coming from the Northeast, we'll be in Vegas, reporting for Vegas next week. Very excited. Uh, Scott Cope, how are you feeling tonight?
0: Very, very good, Josh. How are you doing?
1: Hey, every day is a great day, man. And the excited. The insight you gave on the draft was phenomenal. And I'm excited for what we got going this year. Because I think a lot of things haven't changed, and I think COVID stopped a lot of crazy changes that uh, I'm looking at, and the the extra week on top of that. So I'm looking forward to having a big year and be able to mitigate uh, inflation. then we have Chad Nolan, Arena Football League, uh, a successful college player, successful professional player, He worked out with all the guys this uh, summer, NFL, college. He brings in a lot of insight on a lot of levels, especially conditioning with this year where conditioning is going to be so important. And he worked out with a lot of Seattle Seahawks, a lot of safety work that's analogous with the teams that are going to do well this year, like the Patriots, Baltimore, and every team basically in the AFC East plays the same defense. And Chad was there with those uh, Seattle Seahawks guys and they guy that, uh, that guy from I think, um, Washington that's playing for the Titans, uh, the Tennessee Titans, man. Thank you, Chad No.
2: Yep, and he's, he'll be the next Hunting Badger, man. Next Tyron Matthews,
1: right? Who tested for COVID today <laughs> for Kansas City. Oh, did he? Yeah, yep,
0: he's so they're ten all big. playing
1: the same defense. Yeah, I read, I was reading, uh, Pete Carroll, Win Forever, right. And he's saying, man, I'm going to play the same defense that I've been playing the last 40 years, Monty Kiffin defense. So uh, I'm going to listen to, again, and I'm going to give you uh, all the picks we have tomorrow on the over another, because the ones that we had consensus on, those are really strong plays, right? Uh, so we will make money, and we are going to have the best content of any NFL podcast out there, I kind of did some research on some other ones, and no one is keeping it as real as we are. So we're going to go in alphabetical order, sort of. We'll start with the uh, NFC East, and we'll start with the New England Patriots. What do you guys think about the New England Patriots?
0: Well, Cam's gone now, so it's Mac Jones as a quarterback, which means that that should tell you they're going to run the ball probably 60 to 70 percent of games, and rely on their defense as Belichick loves to do. And now he has the team he wants to have. So, right. um, the over/under point totals in games, as we were talking about earlier, you're going to have you, you got to lean heavily toward the under in those games because New England's going to try to control the ball for 40 minutes every game if they can. So. Exactly. So I would go heavy on the under. Um, I didn't look at their updated win total. The last one I saw was around nine. It. Um, I would go right. I'd go just barely over that. I'd go 10 for sure. Um, I think they have a good schedule. Um, their defense, they lost Gilmore for the first six weeks, but um, I think they have a defense, stacked defense. Yeah, they have a stacked defense. Plus all the people coming back, stuff like that, so. Um, so that's where I stay with the Patriots. All right, so looking at the first game against Miami, uh,
1: the average, and it hasn't changed, even though it has seemed with a lot of scoring, but historically, the average total of an NFL game is 45. The first game, Miami at New England. Right now, New England's favored by 2.5, and, and the total is 44 and a half. I'll go ahead and bet that tonight. Uh, by the half a point, I'm going to go under 45. What are your thoughts on the New England Patriots, uh, Chad?
2: Yeah, I think Scott hit it on the head. Uh, when they released Cam, right, uh, you texted me yesterday. That let us know that Belichick is liking his defense. He likes what he right. sees. He thinks he can win games with that defense. So he wants to go with the younger guy and start getting him in, in the flow of things and start developing him into, into what he can be. So um, yeah, with them releasing Cam, that lets us know Belichick's defense is whatever wants it to be, and that they're going to be playing an understyle of football all year. Right, hundred percent. He's
1: a control freak, uh, so this gives him more control over what's going on. And this is the same offense he ran at Alabama. They all run the same thing. Bill you know, Belichick's his best friend with Nick Satan. And with this much money involved, they, they talk to each other, and suddenly I was listening to Nick uh, Satan say the same thing he says every single year, and he was talking about Bill O'Brien. He's like, "Oh, Bill O'Brien, he came here with under the recommendation of Bill Belichick." Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and they got seven, what six Super Bowls and six national championships between them, and uh, Satan was his defensive coordinator. With the Cleveland Browns back in the day, yep. So that's that. We're gonna, uh, yeah, definitely over. We're gonna go over New England Patriots over nine and a half. I I could see them being twelve because seventeen games now, so twelve and five, definitely. And they're just waiting for other teams to make mistakes. Really, the first half or sometimes three quarters of the season, where your Bill Belichick or pre Carroll will do their review. And take over the offense and defenses, and what happens? We monetize it the way we did last year. All right. so Chad, what are your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills?
2: Oh, they are going to be what the best competition for the Patriots for sure in that division. Um, that, over under eleven. Over under eleven. Man, I I I th- I think over. Um, I, I think that's probably a, a pretty solid number, probably not won't play it. But I mean, if it got into my head, I probably I could see them with the extended season winning that 12, 13 wins. Um, you know, the Jets and Dolphins aren't going to be anything special those four games. They probably can get all four, though, split with the Patriots. Uh, you know, Josh Allen kind of had a breakout year. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs probably one of the best receivers in the game, best route runner in the game. Uh, I, I, I think, I mean, they sh- they, they're they, they going to be, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender for sure this year. I think they're built that way. They've showed it last year. I think they've, they've uh, you know, they've haven't had any, anything really dramatic happen this off season, so.
0: What do you think about Buffalo, Scott? I agree with Chad. I mean, they're, uh, if you saw their last preseason game, I don't know how much stock you put in their preseason games. He was throwing to everybody, Josh Allen, and completing almost every pass. The ball did not hit the ground until five minutes into the first quarter. So um, he looks like he's ready to take his game to, to another level if it can be taken there. Um, their defense is is, is obviously going to be on the field a lot if they're going to play this high up-tempo offense. And I think the defense is pretty good. I think I think they can uh, they can hold teams teams in. Um, I, the two bets that I'm making in Vegas next week is Josh Allen for MVP and Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl next year. Oh wow! These coming year. Those are the two I'm definitely making because I could see if Buffalo gets the one or two seed, I could see Josh Allen being an MVP conversation. And Absolutely, I, people like him. Yeah, and I could see Buffalo making the Super Bowl. I, I can see them giving Kansas City a lot of problems in a yeah. championship game. And if the game's in Buffalo, that that is all the more if that game's in Buffalo. So, I love them over, for sure. I love them in over point totals in a lot of games this year. Um, them themselves, in terms of 24, 27 points, I see them getting that easily. So,
1: Yeah, they have a great defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. The only thing that scares me about Buffalo is that uh, – Josh Allen takes too many hits and he's never say die attitude. He's trying to truck people, and that scares me because eventually he is going to get hurt. Yeah, uh, and point. you know, he puts the ball in harm's way. And the third thing that scares me about them is McDermott because McDermott tries to uh. To me, he's kind of like Don Jr. You know, Don Jr. saying, Hey, dad, I'm talking to WikiLeaks. He's like, what are you doing? Don't talk to WikiLeaks. You know, so he's always trying to impress. So it seems like uh, McDermott's always trying to impress his dad, Andy Reid, you know, he's trying to out Andy Reid, Andy Reid, playing the deep zones in the second half of games, letting teams come back, uh, letting Josh Allen try to run over people. Uh, sometimes uh, over relying on the running game and have they fixed that offensive of line, right? Have they paid for offensive of line guys? The other problem is Pagula, who's the owner of Buffalo. So it's the uh, owner of Buffalo Sabres. He's just a bad owner. Just metal where he doesn't belong and his gold digging wife, right? Everybody. Buffalo hates the decoding wife. They'll put their mitts on the team if there's a big injury and they need to pay for some uh, backups. That's what scares me about them. But I think the AFC, what do you guys think? The AFC as a whole is a lot better than the NFC. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think so. I think there's there's a number of teams that can come out of the AFC where in the NFC there's really only two, maybe three at the most that that can get there. So
1: so that would be 11 and 6, 10 and 7. I could see them being 11 and 6. I don't see them getting to 12, 12 and 5. I could see 12 and 5. I could see them have five losses. And the Chiefs are 12, 12.5.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that total went down. It was at 14. So a lot of people bet that under with the Chiefs. But Buffalo's at 11 wins. Uh, I don't see, like, a big edge either way. But those are teams to look at at the end, all right? Uh, From there you go Miami and the New York Jets. What are your thoughts on those two teams, Chad?
2: All right. Um, Man, the New York Jets are just a dysfunctional organization. Big time you know all the way up the ownership you know zach wilson is i mean i he's a great player i think you know he he has a future in the nfl and can be successful i don't think we're going to see much of that this year with just what his surroundings there um you know kind of like we talked about uh when the nfc was you know darnold we're getting our first look of darnold outside of that dysfunction in carolina um so yeah, I, I just think he's gonna be plagued by the same things that Darnold was the last few years. And I mean, the Jet. What is their what What's their win total? What are we looking at?
0: The Jets. We're looking at six, I believe, six and a half somewhere in there. Yeah.
2: No, oh, I think I I think I'd go under
0: six. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean i I don't see them. Be, um, now, on the other hand, the Dolphins. I could see possibly having a decent year. They have some upside there. So um, you worked out with the the doctors, right, Chris Chambers in Miami? Yeah, yeah, that yeah last summer. Yeah, I did. Um, see, I could see you know, you know Tua get got his feet wet. Um, could see him coming in this year, having himself a pretty good year. I think they got got some pieces around him. Watt um, Waddles in in Miami, correct? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, having that that college that that chemistry, I think. You know we see a lot of that around the league this year um you know we see jamar chase up there with burrow where's he waddle uh right. devontae smith with jalen hurts in philadelphia right. um you know that that i think people you know realize when you play with a guy um that that chemistry as a quarterback receiver is 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 something that that's nice to have um so i mean i think that that'll be a good nice little safety blanket for him and i mean he's a legit you know all around deep threat um you know, just a uh Tyreek Hill type. You know, can score any any place on the field type player. Um, what, what's what is the Dolphins win total at? Uh, nine point
1: five.
2: Ooh. Ooh, that's a little high.
1: Seventeen games. I see a lot of teams going nine and eight, eight and nine, nine and eight.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think nine and eight. No good value team.
1: in that at all. There's no that. There's no value.
2: Like, yeah, go no in my head. There under i think nine and eight's a good pick i they'll go under that nine and a half with nine
1: yeah yeah what do you think about the just scott
0: um i i agree um the weapons around zach wilson are not uh not good for him to succeed in there corey davis is the number one receiver um they're really high on elijah moore right uh, I, you know, a rookie wide receiver is, is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a Justin Jefferson year, which is 1,406 touchdowns or seven touchdowns, or it's just going to be a, a learning year for them. I lean toward a learning year for, for more for sure. Um, the defense is not good either. So, you know, they could be in the same boat as they were last year in terms of two, three, possibly four wins. I don't see them getting the six. There's no way. Uh, Miami... Yeah. Yeah. And Miami built their offense on speed. You know, right. they got Will Fuller in the offseason, drafted Waddle. Um, they got Kasicki, uh, they got Devante Parker. So they, they had gaskin out of the backfield. So the weapons around him are pretty good. Um, you know, it's all about how he how he reacts in games. You know, he's he's the man now. Last year he had Fitzpatrick, where if he was struggling, they go to Fitzpatrick and, and you know they they were fine. This year it's all on him, so um, you know, I think Miami's around the eight or nine win mark. I think their defense is going to be really, really good this year. I think it's going to carry them. So I I look at Miami as the eight, 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 9 or nine and eight team. Um, As as Chad said, I think nine and a half is a little too high for them for sure. 100%. And they're another under team as well. They're another heavy under team as well.
1: You made me a lot of money last year building, building the Dolphins and uh the under. Uh, I like the fact of the way Flores can motivate the team, but he's too much of a of a dictator, right? He has too much control over the uh, coaching staff. In the first year was a disaster, right? He meddled defensive guys usually meddling in the offense is usually a disaster. The only two guys I see get away with it. It's Belichick to a certain extent, but he had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Without the Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, Belichick hasn't proven to be able to win ever, right? He had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Cleveland when he had a, uh, you know, Kozak, when he had a good year. Uh, So he he fires the offensive coordinator. He uh, gets co-office coordinators. He's going to be in those meetings, which you really shouldn't be in those meetings, uh, he's gonna have to have these offensive coordinators, we're gonna have to be, uh, have confidence in themselves and be able to back top floors when he tries to meddle in the office. Uh, You're looking at under, right? It's Josh Boyer, Josh Boyer, Uh, 16 years in the NFL, He's a defensive coordinator, so really it's going to be that same uh, deep safety look. Uh, also, George Godsey, he's been in the NFL for a while. And then the running back, coach, which is a running game guy. Godsey used to be with again, the same people again, Bill O'Brien. So it's going to be that same offense. And we get hardcore football here, so Chad can you explain, because people get it wrong, right? They think uh, Tampa 2 is a defense. No, Tampa 2 is a coverage. So if you can explain that Tampa 2 uh, defense and maybe a single high a safety defense, that Bell, Sheet and Carroll were. And Baltimore were pretty much for that same kind of zone type, zone look to, to begin with type defense. Can you explain that defense?
2: um what what aspects you want me to explain just how what just
1: basic let's say you're lining up right and you're running i know you ran the spread but mm-hmm. you're looking at the defense you're saying okay are they playing man or zone so this will be a zone look so when you see zone what's the kind of look you have
2: yeah so zone i mean you're going to get a lot less uh man as a receiver zone i'm getting you're going to get free releases like guys should, aren't going to be jamming you off the line in a zone look you're going to be getting a free run up to them um and then, you know, you're just looking, you know, it's more of uh, uh, finding windows and sitting in windows and, and finding the soft spots of the zone where, you're, you know, you don't want to uh, be too fast. And it's not like, you know, man-on-man where you're really trying to beat a guy, and um, you know, because you, you beat a guy really bad in zone. There's another guy right over there in the zone that's going to pick you up. So it doesn't really do you too too good. Um, right. You know, the, ten- the Tampa two, I mean, that looks just like basically your, your, your middle backer is pretty much like a deep free safety he's lining up at five yards and just getting out of there it's almost like cover three for real um versus just like a regular cover two look where you're not getting that kind of uh, depth out of that middle backer but um yeah i mean belichick's gonna play that zone and and stuff and you know just just keep it in front and uh you know that place to the under you know just keeping stuff in front of you coming up and making tackles uh not giving up the big play um you know just kind of playing it playing it safe that bend don't break mentality. Um, exactly. you know, guys, you know, get guys get short field, they get down there, you know, 30, hold them to a field goal, Ben don't break. They got down to the 30 20, but no touchdowns. Um, you know, they're, they're playing that style. Of just keep it in front. You know, guys make big chunk plays. They get down there. They're not worried. They're just going to, you know, bend don't break, hold them to a field goal live for another series.
1: Exactly. And that's what, uh, every single team in that division is going to do. And that's what they're known for. That's what McDermott is known for. Now, with Seattle, they'll mix it up because they'll, they'll they'll have a fast defensive end and they'll blitz out of it. Then you get the zone blitz, which won the Super Bowl. You, I'm not going to listen to it, but you, whoever does, listen to the lot. I, I encourage people, if they're going to bet on games, don't listen to the, the announcers. But they'll say, this is a copycat league. So you're going to see a lot of zone blitzing, because that's won a lot of Super Bowls, won the Super Bowl last year with the Todd Bolts, we are going to give you the look that Chad's giving you, but it might be a blitz look, uh, the people that are in zone aren't the people you think are going to be in zone, or it could be man man or they could be like a man-to-man look, like uh, Chad's saying, that new, uh, normally let you have a release off the line, but this time they'll give you a truck, and maybe the two cornerbacks are playing man, but everybody else is playing zone. Or vice versa, they'll mix it up. These young quarterbacks throw interceptions from in the hat. That's why Belichick's never lost to a young quarterback. Now we'll go to the North, uh, and Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati all play that defense. Cleveland's going to be a uh, analytics team that goes all over the place. Scott, what is your what's your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns this
0: year? They're a complete – I mean, we talked about the Patriots running. Cleveland does the same exact thing. They want to run the ball, play some type of defense. Um, defense is not as good as the Patriots or the Bills or, or the Dolphins. Um, but they're going to win a lot of games. There are a lot of people's favorites in the AFC to uh, to win that conference uh, or to challenge Kansas City to win. Um, their win total is 10.5 last time I saw. That's right around what they're gonna be, give or take a game. Um, so it's all about their running game with them on offense. On defense, they sign Clowney. They have Miles Garrett. They want to rush the passer. They want to force the passer into quick, quick throws, mistakes, um, you know, incompletions. Get the ball back and run it. So they're a under team for sure this year uh, in terms of of games. They're a um, they're going to be a run and, and defense, defense type of team, as we talked about with the AFC East. So that's where I see them, 10 and a half, I, I say they go over a little bit. I say they win 11 games. Um, they're going to be much improved from last year.
1: Right. The yeah. danger zone I see with them is reversion to the mean, right? That's a lot that we've used in statistics. Reversion to the mean. So a lot of their analytics – It's going to go the other way this year. Mm -hmm. Then they have a turnover machine at quarterback, which is mitigated by having Callahan as the uh, offensive line coach. And Callahan always makes it to the playoffs. Made it to the Super Bowl with that Oakland Raiders. uh, John Gruden team has won several Super Bowl rings. So he's always got the running game straight, which is kind of funny. He's 100% against everything else twice. So, in a way, it gives them balance. Uh, when things go south, Stefanoski doesn't seem like the guy that can crack the whip. So, I actually like them under that 11 total for wins. First game is at Kansas City. Kansas City is minus six. Over under is 53. And the average uh, score of an NFL game is 45. I'm going to offload a lot of over-under Scott this year, <laughs> but that's what i take on that. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns, uh, Chad?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how the defense is looking early on. I think if that defense is is stout for them and they're getting that brush and that pressure that they're looking for um, there with Garrett and Clowney, I could see them going over that. Um, I think they'll, I mean, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, debatably the best one two punch in the backfield in the NFL, I mean those guys, I mean, you're not really giving up much going one to the other. They both can can short yardage, can um, you know can really really efficiently run that ball with a lead. Um, I mean they're going to be able to eat games up with a lead and run run that rock. They got two workhorses. Um, I mean, they're going to be able to keep those guys fresh, trade them off one to the other you're going to be having to tackle a beast every freaking play. Um, you know, then I, I, I worry when they get down, you know, because I so much of their passing game is built off the play action stuff, um, right. which you can't really get into when you're down, you know, no one's biting on, you know, when you're down, you know, two touchdowns, it's secondary is not freaking biting. They got a two touchdown lead. They're not biting on a play action fake. They're staying back, you know, Bend, don't break Tackling stuff in front of you, um, right. you know, getting into the game. So, uh, but you know Landry and Beckham are are solid receivers. Uh, Higgins is 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 a nice number three. Um, you know they got in Joku. Like they they have some weapons there for Baker. Um, you know we haven't seen that chemistry. We I mean we've seen we haven't seen OBJ be able to click with Baker. You know hasn't you know what did we saw in. In New York with Odell, we haven't really seen in Cleveland. You know, he's had little spurts of 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 it, but we haven't really seen that that real clicking between them. Maybe this year we see something different between them. Maybe we kind of see that old, um, the the one hand OBJ play. that uh you know such an iconic play. Maybe we see some more of that this year, and they kind of get that uh, get that going. Um, but yeah, I mean that win total I think is. Is right on I don't I, I mean I don't think over unders really uh you know I, I do I do like your point about the analytics you know it doesn't work in football we've talked about that some regression to the mean is very possible um I think it's really going to come down to that defense for me the defense is 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 being lights out for them and, and doing what they need to do I think they'll go over that the defense has you know they're not getting that pass rush and they they start struggling I think they're gonna they're gonna have a, a tough year and be around 500.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I see. And uh, ba- they're in that division with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Both of them have uh, coaches that, that won Super Bowls. They're great organizations. And, man, they're going to make a lot of adjustments for Cleveland. So they're the type of uh, organization. Neither believes in analytics. Believe in key statistics. But I bet you they're going to have an analytics department set up for this year for Cleveland and kind of try to come up with exactly what is the regression to the mean for Cleveland. The phrases that you're using in corporate world now, what does that look like? What does that reversion to the mean for Cleveland look like with those two uh, great organizations, uh, John Harbaugh and uh, Mike Tomlin at Pittsburgh, right. I was doing a lot of research on Baltimore. They're, they're like uh, Pete Carroll, make it to the playoffs every year, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, he loves that plus one. Uh, they, they usually have a lot of injuries because they go too hard in practice. They break the NFL PA rules as far as going hard in practice. Uh, as much money as Lamar Jackson is going to make, he needs to be able to read defenses. I don't care either way. I bet he couldn't read defenses. He was going to make a mistake, and Buffalo was going to win that playoff game. So I won the the total, light, run the under, because I didn't think they were going to trust him, and they didn't. When they did trust him, he threw a pick six Uh, that we cashed on, and we were able to predict it. So for his sake, hopefully he's different. That's Baltimore.
0: What do you think about Baltimore, Scott? He's a proven winner, Haber. I mean, he, he wins every year. Um, but the the main thing with them is can Lamar throw the ball? Um, you know he can run the ball. You know he's going to get his yards. You know he's going to you know you know Dobbins is a huge loss for them. But I think Edwards can make up for that somehow. Um, Lamar can take his rushing game to the next level. Um, defensively, they're always pretty good. They're always they always are are in the top top three to three to seven in terms of deep in the NFL. Right.
1: Um,
0: so they're another team that ideally wants to run the ball, play defense possession, time of possession. Um, they're going to have family.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're going to have very few 30 point games on offense. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to fit in in that 21 to 27 point range, um, you know, which is conducive to a lot of unders um, for them. Um, I like them to win that division this year. I mean, I, I think they, they can win 11 12 games, um, based on his philosophy, um, and then get a two or three four seed in the playoffs. They can win a couple of games there, hopefully. Um, but I like them to the over, um, slightly to the over. Um, in terms of total points during the season, I, I lean heavily toward the under in them, so
2: yeah, um, so. Yeah, I like that team team totals with uh Baltimore. I like them going being kind of more of an under team. Um, like you said, their defense, they kind of just have that historical, you know. Right. The legacy of Ray Lewis lives on in the defense right. of Baltimore. Right. Exactly. Uh so yeah, we we uh I mean that that should play to the under. It's gonna be an interesting year. Uh I think this is a big season for Lamar. You know, we've seen two years, great regular seasons. Uh they said, you know what, we're going to take away the run and make you pass in the playoffs, and he, he hasn't been able to, to get the job done in the playoffs. Um, right. you know, they, you know, they don't really have any weapons for him. You know, his number one target was Mark Andrews last year. They had Hollywood Brown, who you know is a burner, but he's not really a number one, like all around, you know, uh, route runner. You know, fifty-fifty ball guy. So they've added, they got Bateman, and they got Sammy Watkins. So they got two big weapons now. You know, now Marquise Brown can truly be in the slot where he belongs, not an outside guy. Um, I think, it. you know, if you look at velocity throwing the football in the NFL, the top of the, the totem pole is Patrick Mahomes. He throws the ball. I think it was uh, the combine, 62 miles per hour. Um, and that is, you know, anything 55 and up is pretty good. Average NFL arm about 55. So 62 Mahomes. Lamar came in. He had the lowest velocity. He only threw the ball 48 miles per hour. Um, so I think that, you know, that shows up in the intermediate game to me. We've seen Lamar throw the ball down the field with some good touch, right? He can throw the ball down the field. He throws a nice deep ball, drops in. He can drop it in the bucket, But where he struggles is those whole, you know, those seam shots, those deep outs where he needs to drive it with that velocity, where that velocity is lacking. Um, You know, that extra five, six miles per hour makes a big difference from those DBs, their speed of making a break on the ball. Um, So, I mean, that's what I'm looking at this year. I'm looking at those intermediate throws, those deep digs, those seam routes where you got to push them over the backer's head in front of that free safety those deep outs and comebacks, um, is he going to be able, you know, to get that done? Because if I'm a defensive coordinator, I mean, that's where I am. I'm taking all, I'm giving him intermediate throws. I am saying I'm taking away the screens. I'm taking away the checkdowns. I'm taking away the three-step, the quick pitches, the quick game, the slants, you know, the deep stuff I'm taking away. I am making you, you know, I'm opening up the intermediate zone and I'm saying beat me with, fitting windows on deep digs, deep outs, yeah. getting get, get me in the seam. Um so I mean that that's you know, we know they can run the ball. We know we, you know they're gonna be a good regular season team. We know they're gonna be able to move the ball. I mean he's a dynamic player. He throws it well enough. Um but you know I just think that that's that's what I'm looking at. Lamar and those intermediate throws is the velocity looking better. Has the ball coming out is he is he gonna be able to get it done because that they're gonna win playoff games. He's gonna to have to thread those those windows down the field and drive the, drive the ball. So,
1: right, his um, ability to read defenses, and when he can't read a defense, he does a big turnover, not get too down on himself, right? Because that's a big knock. He's a thrower. He's not a passer. Yeah, and I that's
0: and the, I think with yeah. and I think with him is when you sit and watch their games, if they get down fourteen points, they're basically done. Cause, so cause they have to abandon the run. And he, they have to rely on him to to read the defenses, make good throws, make accurate throws, and and he's he's had trouble with that in the last two years. So yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta look at that. You gotta look at early yeah, in the season how he time. how he's passing and, and what they're doing in terms of route running on on the wide receivers. Yeah, especially
2: in games that they're favored in, if they're yeah. losing at halftime, I would almost a hundred percent of the time. Bet on them to, you know, because they're, if they're favored, you're going to get a pretty good second half line for that team that's winning. They're going to be expecting them to come back or come, you know, that second half line. I mean, I would that was a good point. I, I don't think they're just, I mean, we saw that. I mean, even, uh, I think it was the Titans, their first playoff game, they did come back and win, but it was like,
1: my it was goodness, it took,
2: every inch of what they had to come back. I mean, it was yeah, just, yeah, like,
1: the Titans had everybody hurt on defense and the guys they had in there. The defensive backfield were all out of shape.
2: Yeah. And they're trying to run after Lamar Jackson. Yeah, exactly. And they, and they they didn't come back from his arm. They came back because Lamar busted off a 50, 60-yard touchdown run.
1: So. Right. Yep. And Brayville only seems to want to coach <laughs> coaching <him> with Belichick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> He comes up with those games plans. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And uh, I was lucky 30 years ago to go to Tampa Bay uh, preseason. I didn't know what I was watching, but it was Monty Kiffin, defensive coordinator. Herman Edwards is the, the defensive back coach. Lovey Smith was the linebacker coach. Rod Nelly was your uh, defensive line coach. Defensive assistants, Joe Barry, who's the uh, defensive coordinator now for Green Bay, and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin graduated cum laude from the Citadel Army type of uh, university. Uh, and uh, that was his first job after getting out of there. He's a really smart guy. He's the guy who's won the Super Bowl. Uh, usually, Steelers coaches are there 10 years. He's been there more than 10 years. Uh, think about it, man. He's the only guy. Well, Antonio Brown did pretty good for Tampa Bay, but he got a lot of years in Antonio Brown that probably nobody else could have. And him being a hard ass, him being a disciplinarian. Uh, I think they make it a, a comeback year. Uh, Matt Canada, officer coordinator, really smart guy. He sh- should be a head coach somewhere in college. Keith Buffler coming out of that zone blitz, Blitzburg, they play that zone, the zone we talked about, everybody plays, but they blitz a lot more out of it. Right. And to get a good push, pass rush out. Uh, man, they're good at player development and scouting players. Only wild card they have is uh Rochester, He's been there forever. He's like what we talked about Aaron Rodgers and Ray John Rondo, where the coach calls a
2: play and he does whatever he wants. Did, did he is he hurt? Did he get at the end of last year? He couldn't throw the ball deep at all. Did, did was there something? Did he get surgery in the offseason? Did something happen with him? Or he always gets surgery
1: in the offseason since he had that motorcycle accident years ago. Yeah. He always gets surgery. His body's completely broken down. I really do think he has a head injury because he's not really the same. He can no. really talk when he talks.
2: Yeah. I'm looking at I'm focused on Roethlisberger to start the year and looking at that arm and seeing if he I don't I don't know if he can I haven't been able to catch a preseason game. Has he? Has he played much in the preseason at all? Is anyone? Is he? Yeah, anything I he would play in the preseason.
0: I don't believe he played much. I I think one game he did. I I'm not sure which game it was. I think he played the, through the first quarter. Yeah, I but see. I, I, I
2: don't think he's played much. I mean, I mean, I kind of you know we saw with Drew Brees last year. I mean, I I worked out with Drew Brees last off and you could just tell you know his deep ball. He wasn't you know he, he just you know he relied on getting it out early you know. Uh, to time it out to get it there. If he was late at all, I just you know he didn't have that arm strength that he's falling off. I'm looking at Roethlisberger in that aspect. That man, I just don't, I just don't think he's got uh, got right. that deep ball left in him that you know that he that he's been so good his whole career with. So I mean, yeah, I, he's uh,
1: a big guy. He's he's a big guy. That's the thing with him. But it takes that line uh, that wind up takes forever. I only see him deep where he's kind of scrambling. And he gives himself a lot of time to wind up and throw.
2: What is their over-under at?
0: they're
1: over-under. Eight, Pittsburgh. eight and a half,
0: I believe. Yeah, I believe I saw.
2: Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good number. I think, yeah, they might, I might have them going over that side, but it's going to be close. I think that's a good number for them. I like Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is going to be a stud for them. I think he could, I mean, be a top three or four running back in the NFL this year. I mean, the, You're going
1: to give it the, the ball like you
2: gave uh, Olivia Bell the ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can get that running game going. Man, um, I'm not too big on their receiving core. I mean, we got, I mean, Claypool is, he's a, he's a beast. He's more of a tight end, though. Um, but I mean, I mean, Washington's a burner, small. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a big Juju Smith Schuster fan either. I don't, I don't feel like he's a legit number one. Uh, no, he's decent speed. He's decent with the fifty-fifty ball. He's a decent route runner, but he's just—I mean, like, I mean, come on—you're you, gonna—you're gonna, you're gonna you compare him to a, a you know, a Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams? Right. I mean, it's not even close.
1: No. No. Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. Let's see how he comes out. Got a lot of injuries, uh, but they'll, they'll be in the thick of it because they always are. They'll figure out. Yeah.
2: Way. Oh yeah, no Tomlin. I mean, he's a great coach, Hall of Fame coach. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll they will be in the mix in that division, and I mean that that's probably one of the, one of the most competitive divisions, especially with Cincinnati maybe being a little little better this year. That that's probably going to be top to bottom one of the toughest in the
0: NFL. I 100% agree. I, I think they're the ultimate wildcard team in the AFC for sure. Right, they yeah. they go one or two ways. They can either go. You know they started out 11 and 0 last year and then lost. their you know finished four out of five losses. So they're they're gonna run the ball. I, I think you know Juju is back because Ben wanted him back. So I don't know right. if that means that he's gonna try to focus on him a little bit more. But Juju's gonna play a lot of slot. You know which is which is not conducive to him succeeding. Um as last year. I mean, he caught a lot of balls, but he didn't go for a lot of yards on those catches. So um Yeah. All you know, right. in, the, in the half's a really good number for them. Damn. They can go nine and eight. They can go seven and ten. There's a whole range of outcomes. If Najee can't run the ball, that offensive line is not good. And Ben looks like his arm is falling off. They could just take the cliff for yeah. in five games.
2: Yeah, so definitely. They, that's, where, they,
0: that's where they are.
2: They have a recipe to downward spiral. I think, if, yeah. like you just said, that's that's the formula that's going to do it. Naji's not able to run behind that line, and Ben's arm—they're going to be in complete rebuild.
0: Yeah, and, exactly, big time. Because they don't have anything in back of Ben. I mean, yeah. Dwayne Haskins—you can you no, really no. rely on Dwayne? No, I don't think.
1: So. You need to start at Ohio State, so,
0: so that if Ben if Ben gets hurt or can't you know can't play for whatever reason this.
1: You know, they're going to lose games. so But they're going to go under. Did you know Haskins yeah. is just going to run the ball? you are going to play deep zone and try to uh, win those uh, low-scoring games, trying to beat up literally the other team. And you got to think, if they get in that mode, for years it's been true. Uh, you got to look at teams like Seattle, like Pittsburgh. Uh, the weak ass for playing them, the team that plays them is usually beat up and loses.
0: Or it's an and- under. And last thing on Ben is he. I just looked looked at stats. He went eight for ten for one thirty seven against Detroit in second preseason game. Both touchdowns were to his rookie tight end. Okay. So he's not he's not letting the ball go.
1: No, no, no. So that's something to look for, especially with that extra game. The way these guys think, uh, man, you're looking at uh, a lot of unders early in the season. Yep, waiting for other teams. Uh, to make mistakes.
2: Yeah, I think I think they're gonna see a lot of man coverage too. I think you blitz Ben. I think you 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 play man. You you force him to push the ball down the field and show that he's even capable to throw it down the field. And you bring the damn heat on him, right. old man. You know he can't not mobile. He's injury prone. I mean, I think he's gonna see a lot of blitzing and a lot of man. I mean, I. And that's going to stuff the run. You are bringing all those hats in. I think they're going to see heavy boxes, tons of guys in the box. They're going to be, they're going to be just saying, go throw the, be me deep, beat me deep in. Um, then they're going to, I mean, they, especially in that division, I mean, Cleveland, Baltimore, they're going to load the box up on them. And they are going to say, you're not beating me, running the ball with Najee, you, you know, and right. you're not, you're not going to have a lot of time back there. You're going to have to get it out and show me that you can make these big time throws. Yeah, and no and,
1: maybe even tight it end it's going to be over.
2: Yeah, and they don't they don't have those type of guys. I mean, they don't have those I mean, Washington's the only down the field threat, you know, like right. Juju isn't a guy that's going to thrive in man, you yeah. know, getting separation for Ben, you know, quick, win, you know, and and w- when um, you know, when we're getting heat with blitzing, you got to win early, you know what I'm saying? You got to you got to get a good release off the line. You got to win early to, you know, give and, – and Juju's not that type of guy. And, um, you know, Ebron's a big – you know, but he's not a – you know, a, a, he's 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 fast on the field, but he's not super, you know – you know, he's just going to be okay. going for 50-50 balls and trying to outrun people. So, it'll be um, – it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, and the other other point to make on them is if they get blitzed, he's not going to have time to throw it downfield to Claypool. So, no. No. that could render Claypool ineffective too, which means –
1: they're, they're going to have to run the ball to loosen that up. So yeah. 100%. But the thing is, big have been Veteran quarterback, if, if, you, uh, if you don't do a good job of disguising the, the blitz and he realizes it right away, he'll burn you. Yep. That's a big thing about a Veteran quarterback. Uh, another thing, it's going to be hit huge here. So go to the South. I think, I think NFC East is probably the worst decision. This is the second worst decision. And because these teams are so bad, teams that cover early don't cover late because teams that cover early are going to have to show more of the offense, uh, we're gonna throw more of the kitchen sink. And they do that anyways in division games. So you got the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Wright, really, what do you think, you guys? I think the only reason the Philadelphia Eagles won that Super Bowl for Nick Foles is because they had Frank Wright as the offensive coordinator because Philadelphia has done nothing without him, and Indianapolis makes the playoffs every year. Very minimal talent. When you look at corporate governance, which is part of a fundamental analysis, the defensive coordinator at Indianapolis is lights out. He, He was a finalist for head coaching job. Uh, he's married to the game of football, doesn't pay attention to his family, sleeps two, three hours a night, uh, making sure they have a great game plan. Um, right the same way. He's a Mormon guy, another disciple of the Holy AFC, <laughs> the disciples of Eddie Reid. Uh, he has eight kids and never spends any time at home during the regular season. All he does is come up with game plans, and they never blow anybody out, but they're always in games First game of the season, Seattle comes over there. Uh, a lot of high totals I'm noticing because this is two conservative guys in a 17-game season. Is Seattle minus three at Indianapolis, and the over-under is 49. What do you think about uh,
0: your Indianapolis Colts, Scott? So there's, there's a lot of – their offseason has been tough. T.Y. Hilton's not starting the season. He's injured. Wentz hasn't even gotten going. He had foot surgery. Now he's on the COVID list. Um, their backup quarterback, Ellinger, he's up five to six weeks. Uh, so, that leaves him uh, with Eason? No, Ellinger. No, Ellinger no, no. Eason's their only standing quarterback right now that's healthy. Jake, Wentz so he's, is COVID.
2: He co-
0: yeah, he's starting as of right now. They don't know if Wentz will be back or not. Oh so yeah. That'll give, you a, that'll give you an indication of what they want to do open the game. Jonathan Taylor left, Jonathan Taylor right, Jonathan Taylor up the middle. So
2: that's interesting. Um, I, that line's only minus three Seahawks. You think it'd be a more of a touchdown with uh with East. Seahawks
1: and Kara Old School. He plays super vanilla on the road. And you want yeah. to talk about bet the second half if he has a lead? Because all he's gonna do is run it with his uh, new offensive line there. And play that deep zone. Yeah, so that I the safety he got.
0: I personally think they're gonna get off to a slow start this year and then pick it up as the season goes on. Great. Uh, their eight and a half win total is I think they can go over that if they don't get themselves deep in a hole early. Yeah, um, I agree. So so I I see the opening game as a total under. Because oh, all yeah. they, Indy's gonna want to do is run the ball. They, they don't wanna, if Wentz is not playing, and uh, and TY definitely is out. So they're gonna they're gonna wanna get Jonathan Taylor involved early and often. So um so that's what you're gonna see from the Colts probably through the first half of the season is a lot of running, a lot of low scoring games, um, and not putting the ball in the quarterback's hands. Uh, as the season goes on, that might change. But um, so yeah, I I, I, like, I like that under a lot. 53 and a half. Yeah, yes. I, definitely. Definitely. I see a a 21 to 17 game or 21-14 game opening game for them. So yep.
2: that's um, a big time, big time under.
0: Yep. Yep. So I mean that's what I see from the Colts. Defensively, they've all they've been good the last couple of years. Uh since that Super Bowl run, they they've had right. a they've had a pretty good defense. They have another really strong defensive unit. So that's that's why you look at the unders game total wise for them.
1: No, Carroll was happy to win this game 13-10. Oh, absolutely. No, season, question. Extra game. no question. Missing the athletes. And the reason they have a chance with all those injuries is because they uh, this the division isn't that strong. You have uh Brable, right, and your Tennessee Titans. What do you think about them, Chat, and your guy out there and uh, playing that, playing secondary for them?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, man, I don't have, uh, no, I don't have too much on. The, we got what do we got? We got Tannehill. He he's starting this quarterback there, right? Yeah, I don't
1: trust. Yeah. I don't trust Tannehill. Yeah, he's uh, the defense, which is supposed to be strong. They they uh the draft pick was your guy, the guy you worked out with.
2: Yeah, Elijah Molden. He's gonna be a. I mean. He's going to be a day one, I mean, difference maker. I mean, he made some plays in the preseason that were just ridiculous. I mean, the dude can – he can do it all, man. He can play man coverage. He can play the nickel. He can come up and tackle. He can blitz off the edge. Um, He's He is a Tyron Matthew type guy. Um,
1: And then Derek Kramney reminds me of Earl Campbell in a way. I mean, he's a monster. He's a – phenomenal athlete man yeah he's like 260 pounds and runs a 4-4 knocks people down yeah this is going to be his what third year now taking all those hits from alabama all these alabama guys you know from your julio
2: joneses to uh and julio jones is on the titans right yeah yep
0: they
2: got so that i mean that's a nice that julio is an interesting pickup for them to mix him in there with AJ Brown. That gives him a nice little one two punch. Right. That could be um, you know, I you know, in that division, I mean, I mean, I think it's, you know, the, the Titans and, and the Colts, you know, I mean, I don't the Texans and Jaguars are, I think, in rebuilds, they're they're gonna be be rough this year. Right. Um, so I mean, I mean, Tennessee, what's the they gotta be the favorite to win that division, right?
0: They are
2: nine and a half. Are, yeah. I mean, not Nine and a half, yeah. Um, yeah. Nine and a half, they're a the favorite. Yeah. But I, think, that they're I think, they think they can go a, go a disaster,
0: really. Well, uh, well, the other thing is Julio's been injured this preseason. So, yeah. you know, so – and they didn't bring him – if he plays, when he plays, they didn't bring him Bring him over to run Derrick Henry 26, 27 times a game. The philosophy is they want to throw the ball maybe to loosen the run-up. So um, you got to look at when teams make trades also and and how it fits into the philosophical um, makeup of the team. Lost their offensive coordinator with Atlanta. Um, Bring Julio over. They obviously want to throw the ball a little bit more. And that's going to take away from Henry's production maybe. Is if you're throwing the ball, you know, if you're taking five or six carries away from Henry, now he's down to 18-20 carries a game you know what's he gonna do with those 18 20 carries he's a beast obviously he's a beast no question about it but you know bringing Julio means they're gonna throw the ball a little bit
2: it could preserve Henry too I mean maybe first half of the season they look to pass it more you know I think I think they're gonna I I think we look to see Tennessee passing it a little more earlier in the first half of the season I think you kind of look on them to build that run game I think they're gonna build Henry into those carries I think later in the year when it really, really counts in those big games, uh, I think we're gonna see that 26, 25 to 30 carries from Henry. Yep. But yeah, early on, I don't I, like you said, I think they're gonna be looking to pass. I think they're trying to figure out a some a, a different style to kind of uh you know take take that load off Henry that first half of the year. So he's ready to go when it comes, you know, second half of the season to playoff time. Oh, exactly. Exactly
1: because you know, eventually body's gonna wear out. And most NFL running backs the last three or four years, and he's in the third year, he's taken a lot of hits. He's been the whole team, right? And, again, uh, they get outbid for the it's a coordinator. Are they getting outbid for backups? It's a family-owned team where the dad died. It is 50-50 between the sister and the brother. So who's making decisions if they get mad at the GM? Briebel was holding down fort as a head coach, but he himself got COVID and was out. So they're in Tennessee. That's a disaster too.
0: Yeah, and their offense is very concentrated too. It's not It's not. – they're going to throw to everybody like, you know, the Patriots have done in past years, like the Jets are going to do this year. There's Julio, A.J. Brown, and then Derrick Henry with the run. And that that's it with them. So, yeah. And the defense is going to
1: be that zone again. He
0: plays that same,
1: Billy zone we've been talking all day about. Pretty yep. much the whole conference plays that zone, except for the last division that we'll do, that's uh, the AFC West. Now, I've done a lot of research on Houston and Jacksonville because I knew that if I didn't do the research early, I was never going to do the research on this. Uh, I've been following a Meyer my whole life. Uh, I've heard his voice on the phone, recruiting a kid uh, that I know, his dad. And man, he works hard. He doesn't sleep, man. He, he treats the recruits nice, and then when they get there, he treats them totally like crap. Like, oh, it's not the same guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, at the end of all, loving your Meyer. Uh He's come to the NFL for a reason. He has an idea. Plus one has gotten to the Super Bowl. Remember um, Kaepernick got to the Super Bowl, plus one. Harbaugh family. Uh, the Harbaugh family is still doing the plus one with Lamar Jackson. That's what we're going to do all day. And what is plus one? And you can't argue with them, right? Because Satan Belichick has won uh, between Super Bowls and national championships, 13, 14 titles. But their defense does not account for the quarterback. So the quarterbacks have a field day. That's why uh, Johnny Manziel beat Satan. And Bill Belichick has been beaten by running quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Also where is one, uh, Tyron Taylor, when he was a Buffalo running quarterback. Because Belichick says, hey, and he's been right so far, that a running quarterback can't beat him consistently. They can beat him in one game situation, but it's not going to beat that defense consistently. Same thing with uh, Pete Carroll. That's why Pete Carroll, as an antidote, has a running quarterback. So Jackson, though, is going to be uh, interesting because uh, believe me, Urban Meyer's your offensive coordinator, right? Uh, believe me, he's going to try to wear you down and beat you in the heat in the second half of those big offensive linemen, right? That's a reminder about uh, Houston, and man, right out of the shoot during our draft, Jim Coventry was saying, Houston's going to tank, right? And Houston, their head coach, uh, I can't even remember his last name because he is such a joke. You, you research the Houston head coach, it's a complete joke. And then the guy who's actually seems like he's running things, you know, you're at a job and there's management structure, but then you have other people who are really the ones running things one really running things is Lovie Smith. And God bless Lovie Smith, man. He's been making $5 million for the last 10 years. He hasn't won anything since he took uh, Rex Grossman, a defensive-minded team, to uh, the Super Bowl, playing that Tampa 2 coverage and that zone defense we've been talking about. He took that to the Super Bowl. He's running that team. They look like they're going to be under all the time. Uh, Jacksonville, I think, can sneak in there with whatever uh Urban Meyer has cooking. Uh, and let's say Tennessee tanks, uh, Henry and Jones get hurt and tam- put it on Tannehill and Tannehill tanks because Tannehill, all he has is that hot wife that's always shooting those guns online. Uh, looking at that, those heat games, right, for Jacksonville, global warming right? Uh, Chad knows this for real and we did it during the Super Bowl. Uh, last year, the only game I got wrong with taking a Florida team in the second half line was Jacksonville. It's six and a half, right? So we look at Jacksonville's schedule. You see a guy like me saying that Erdmeyer has something cooked up because he he's interviewed with Jerry Jones for the head coaching job and he has something he's cooked up about the NFL. So you're looking at Houston, they can win that. Denver, they can win that. Arizona, they can win that. Cincinnati, they can win that. That's four. Let's called Tennessee-Miami losses, Seattle loss, Buffalo loss. Indianapolis, is they going to be as bad as they're going to be? That's five. San Francisco at home, right? Uh, San Francisco comes from a nice weather place. Going into that 100-degree heat, 8, 90% humidity, in that second half, uh, running team as well. I wonder if they can handle the second half. Uh, Houston again. That's your six, right? New York Jets, seven. And Pride, they're not going to lose to Indianapolis twice in a row. So I think uh, Jacksonville can get seven or eight wins based on home field advantage with the Heat. And with if a guy's been out a month with Moderna, he doesn't have the conditioning he should have, or with Pfizer, right? So these heat games, uh, Denver, right? Denver, right? Denver has really nice weather. That's going to be a shock for them coming out of halftime. Uh, Arizona, they play in a dome. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee should be able, but Tennessee been really out of shape. Uh, Miami will be all right. Buffalo goes to Jacksonville, San Francisco, Atlanta. Houston again, they play in a dump, and Indianapolis goes over there. Uh, Indianapolis hasn't covered any second half lines in Florida that I've been on, so I'm going to ride that until I lose that. So I can see them getting over six wins. Uh, it's going to be uh, Trent Balky, first experiment with a college coach was Jim Harbaugh. He goes to the Super Bowl, have a good run, he fires them, hires Chip Kelly. Him and Chip Kelly gets fired. He gets the job of Jacksonville, he hires Urban Meyer. So that means that GM is a control food, right? He has a con- lot of control of that roster. Even though Urban getting $10 million a year, but he's focused on coaching and whatever he has cooked up. What do you
0: think about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Scott? I think their offense is going to be better than people think. Right. I think... Um, you know, I think the ATN hurts the injury hurts a little bit, but I think they have some good wide receivers. I think James Robinson can can run the ball. He proved that last year. Um, I think the schedule is conducive to them winning a few ball games. Um, it's all about defense with them. How are they yeah. going to be defensively? Are they going to be able to rush the passer? Are they going to be able to to cover? Um, are they going to be able to get the quarterback out in the, out in the perimeter um, that doesn't want to go out there? Um, six wins is a good total for them. I think, like you said, they can get to seven or eight. Um, so I I think they're gonna they're gonna challenge Indy and Tennessee for the division. I, I think that's the sneak up team this year is Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna be better than people expect him to be. Could be rookie of the year. So
1: well, he's gonna have the same uh, gameplay in Jones has. And he could take off and run. And then in the heat, uh, you better have lighter offensive line. Because if you have heavier, heavier defensive linemen trying to run around, uh, there's no way. Trying to get him yet yeah, in, in no the way. heat. What yes. do you think about that, Scott? Uh, Chad, no.
2: Um, yeah, I, mean, I think guys covered it all. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's. I think that six they could possibly go over. I think they have some favor in that division being weaker, probably the weakest division in football this year. Um, you know, their schedule is, is pretty favorable, and that home field advantage um, is all going to, you know, be, be on their side this year. So I think you guys hit it all. Yeah. And
1: then Houston's a disaster. I'm going to – I think they might do well the first game, but it's against Jacksonville. When you have two loser teams that play each other – you know, Shad's heard this analogy. It's like having that family member who's always has trouble. And they go, Hey, man, can, can I borrow 20 bucks? And you say, No, your family, I, I love you. I'll give you 20 bucks. Because you know, you're never going to see those 20 bucks again. And then during Thanksgiving, the family member that comes in late, you know, they're coming in 20 minutes late, a half hour late, with a whole story about this and that, and the ham. I overcooked it, blah blah blah, 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 blah. Same thing with the Houstons and Jacksonville. You don't lay numbers on that. So I'm gonna hit Jacksonville money line on that and the under. Houston, uh, their ownership group is you know, it's never a good idea to defy and go toe-to-toe with uh Goodell. Never is a good idea to do that because really Goodell's Jerry Johnson, and all the craft, all the hierarchies, and uh the kids who again the patriarch that remember in dynasties only lasts three generations. So the second generation looks like they're in trouble for the McNairs. They're arguing with Goodell. They they are like, you take Deshaun Watson. And they're like, no, you take the liability for Deshaun Watson. Uh, the NFL does not want to put him on the exempt list because they don't want to take the liability because he'll sue him. Because even though we know something's going on, he's probably a sex trafficker who's committed a lot of crime. Nobody's proven that yet. Now, uh, Houston does not want to cut him because they don't want the liability. They, they don't want to get sued. Uh, you're innocent until proven guilty. So being on the exempt list tells me the death of the tanking here because he's on the team. He's taking a spot on the team. Then, And, and they don't care. And you got Lovey Smith running things here. So Houston is one of those teams you bet against. No matter what. You're I'm betting against Houston. And they're over under for the year is four games. So that's what? Four and thirteen. Right? But I could see them going over and 17, 1 and 16. I don't think anybody with stakes are now. And with it's a battle of attrition, and they don't have any players. They even have one less roster spot. So I see them over 17. I see them under four. What do you guys think? Under four?
2: Yeah, for sure. Worst probably the worst team in the NFL this year. That's my all pick right. for the worst team.
1: Crazy coins coming in late. It's a my nice saving, so I don't know. <laughs> all right. So we'll go to your last division, man. I like it, man. I think hey, you never knock on wood, right? You never know it till it happens. Never count your chickens before they hatch. But man, this is looking like it could be a extremely big year. Now, last division is a division that's kind of sort of different than all the other ones, but in a lot of ways, it's the same. Uh, Big influence in Andy Reid here. Uh, We'll start with Denver. Denver is one of those teams that's, again, uh, the Patriarch of the family died and they're going through a huge turnover in their franchise. They're selling the franchise. What does that mean? They don't have backups. Last year, they didn't even have a quarterback. They had the wide receiver as a quarterback. <laughs> it, it was like the easiest under. I didn't even know Vegas allowed that. Because, <laughs> I mean, anybody that watches had that under in that game. and the under was like 45. It was like, what's going on here? It was one of those easy wins. Uh, I don't see much from them this year. Either. Uh, they got rid of the quarterback that was doing good for them. Right? I liked him a lot. I liked Drew Locke a lot. I liked him when he was in college, and I liked him in the NFL. Had no idea where they got rid of Uh You got Dick Fangio, right? Uh, they, got,
2: they got rid of him, or he's just a second string? He's <laughs> second string. Second string, second. Right. Second.
1: yeah. Sorry. Which is, I think it's crazy. Uh, but maybe they're trying to lose – on purpose, so they can sell the team for more money. As you remember, uh, the highest cost of a business is labor costs, and teams that are selling always gets get they get rid of uh, of uh, labor, big time, right? And they don't want to play too a lot, lot. You got Terry Bridgewater, right? The cheapest uh, quarterback they can get, uh, serious knee injury, but he's a winner. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Right? They're going to run in a lot. They're going to have a decent defense. they going to have made a lot of money with the Denver Broncos and the under. And Fanjo is a uh, master strategist. So big money won last year when people had a big line against the Denver Broncos. What do you think, Scott Cope?
0: Well, they have the ultimate home field advantage where they play. The mile high, right? So, um, that will win them. That'll win them a lot of games at home, um, or keep them competitive. Uh, agree with you. Bridgewater is more of a game manager than he is anything else. Um, no, not turn the ball over. Um, you know, they get Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, good wide receivers. Um, no offense, so their receiving core is pretty good. Can Bridgewater get in the ball? The right. defense is a is a huge question in my mind. I know they drafted that guy Sertan high. Um, but how how are they gonna be defensively against the likes of Mahomes and, and Herbert in that division? Um eight and a half say a good number for them. They're gonna be right around that, I think. Um, maybe a little less. Um I think, I think under yeah, I think a little less. I think seven wins is probably a good good win total for them, um, based on what their schedule is gonna be. Um so I think it just comes down to to what they're gonna do defensively and uh you know and how Teddy Bridgewater can manage that team that, that's what I think. I've been impressed with them in the preseason at all at all. so um so that's what I'm looking at with Denver in that division. Yeah, I think they'll hold
1: water in the beginning of the season then tank at the end and then you always see it, I don't know, it hasn't caught up. But uh, Kansas City and Denver in the history of the NFL have the highest winning percentage at home. So Denver is a dog at home. Uh, it's it made me a lot of money. What do you think of Denver Broncos, Chad?
2: Yeah, it's going to be – you know, it's interesting. They they went with Brent Bridgewater over Drew Locke. Um, you know, they said it was a really close competition, but Bridgewater just beat him out. Um, I mean, I think they're going to be a good under team. Um, right, you know the, that 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 mile high advantage at home is you know something that always needs to be factored in. Um, you know, they got a pretty solid receiving core. You know, I like I like Cortland – I like Sutton a lot, and then um, Jerry Judy's probably the best route. I mean, one of the best young route runners in the game. And then Hamler Hamlin's a burner, and you know, they got three studs there. So, um, you know, I think they can be. They can be pretty productive offensively, um, you know, if if, if the O line's clicking and everything else, you know, if they're running the ball well. Um, so yeah, they're, I mean, they're, you, the you said their total what they're at six and a half? Eight, eight and a half. Eight and,
0: oh, a half.
2: eight and a half. Eight and yeah. a half. Yeah, that's uh, man, they're gonna be right there. They're like you said, a lot of teams nine and eight. They're gonna be they're gonna be eight and nine or nine and eight. They're going to be right, well, now they
1: need to schedule, right. They have at Giants, Jacksonville, Jets, and then Baltimore. Now, where reversion to the mean makes too money, if they go three and zero, and they have Baltimore coming in to Denver, right? I'm exaggerating, but it'll be, let's say it's uh, Denver minus seven. <laughs> it's Baltimore. It's an easy Baltimore win, right? Reverging to the mean. So, that, those are things to look at first six weeks of the season before we know who's who, what's what and which teams are going to give out because of, of the depth or lack thereof. Division games here are always 50-50 and a lot of money to be made, especially last year. Uh, Andy Reid and John Gruen are really close friends, so when Kansas City swept them, you knew that Gruen was spending all summer st- studying Kansas City and was not going to let himself get beat twice. So he wins outright once, and he covered for us twice. They bring in Bradley as a defensive coordinator. Played that good zone. Uh, Carr understands what Gruden wants more. Offensive lines beefed up. He likes, Gruden likes to run it, likes complimentary football. That's why the doesn't really matter who the running backs is. It's going to, it's going to be enough for them to win, for them to be in games. They're going to get the call this year because they're in a new, two billion dollar stadium. So right now, every time a team has had a new stadium, they've gotten the call, and uh, they've covered a lot for us. I love that year, uh, the Katrina year after New Orleans, and then went to Atlanta. Went to the Super Bowl with a new Mercedes. <laughs> they covered it all the way until they lost that big bleed to the Patriots. So I like Las Vegas a lot this year. Uh, their over under is, uh, let's see, it's seven. So I think they go easily seven, over seven uh, points because. Roger Goodell, you don't mess with them, but Roger Goodell loves real estate, right? How did Walmart make his money? With commercial real estate. They're the owners of the Rams, SoFi Stadium. Now, the Raiders in Vegas, a lot of states have legalized uh, betting. They're able to bet the Raiders or bet against the Raiders and ride uh, to the stadium. I think it's going to be a huge scene. Uh, Because of inflation, the pandemic, uh, from a business standpoint, it's a no brainer. His best friend is Andy Reid. He'll probably split. Got to look at those lines. And I'm already betting first game of the season. Home dogs on Monday night are 80%, anyways. But Lamar Jackson's getting minus four over under 51. Two coaches like to run. I'm already betting your Las Vegas rigors uh, a plus a four over that king number and under 51. Both these teams are going to – I can see a 24-14 game, uh, 24-21 type of situation. Baltimore in Las Vegas uh, looks like it's Monday night. Yeah, 9 mm-hmm. yeah. Monday night. Yep. What do you think, uh Noah?
2: Yeah, definitely they can go over that win total. Um, you know, they're uh, – they man, I think they can kind of get over the hump this year maybe. Um, right. Maybe be that second – you know, that second team in that division behind the Chiefs and get themselves in a wild card spot. You know, uh, John Gruden, good good coach, man, good corporate governance there. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm really focused on Carr. You know, he, he's kind of been a uh, – a piece of the puzzle that's kind of been a question mark I guess the last few years you know they've been talking about replacing them um stuff like that but it, it you know green's st- sticking with them so he obviously see something there um so yeah I mean uh, I mean uh, under should be good and yeah, like you said home dogs on monday night are are a good good play always
1: yeah he remember uh, we're scanning he likes running quarterback so he'll pull him because their car uh, is, has a knack for the to play well, but then the big turnover in a crucial spot. He tries to do too much. He'll pull and put Marcus Mariota in there. He's not afraid to play uh, two quarterbacks. What do you think, Scott Cove?
0: Um, I agree with you. They're going to be one of those nine, eight and nine, nine and eight teams for sure. Um, I think they're an underrated team. Um, I think Gruden knows how to um, knows how to get his way around games in terms of game planning. Um, right. I see the under on that opening night game as well. I see the Ra- Raiders winning that game. I, it's very possible they win that game outright right. without the points. Yeah. Um, after the Ravens and Steelers and you know their schedule becomes very easy. They got a lot of easy games. You can win. they got the Bengals. they got the Bears. You got a couple, couple other eagles they got in that stretch. Um, You know, again,
1: all those games are the new billion dollar stadium.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Eagles are coming in, Bears are coming in, Bengals are coming in. Um, So they, you know, the the thing with them is 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 Henry Ruggs gonna gonna uh, break out this year? You know, you know what you got in Waller, obviously, is Henry Ruggs gonna be a guy that you know can break out? I mean, he showed flashes of it last year. Car does throw the deep ball. He throws a nice deep ball. So, um, you know, I, I see them in the mix for for a six or seven seed for sure this year. Right, um, right. I can see them winning a lot of games that te- that people don't think they're gonna win. I, I can see them splitting with the Charges this year. I could. They always play well against Kansas City. Always. So I can see them getting one of those. So, um, you know, it, and again, defense. Are they going to be able to rush the quarterback? Are they going to be able to, to cover in, in secondary? So, but I like them. I think they're a very underrated team this year. I think they're a team that you can you can bet um, the over win total, and you know there's going to be some unders there during the season. So,
1: hundred percent. Because Green loves to play complementary football, run that ball in the second half, especially if he has a big lead on the road, and it's been undefeated. Man, I'm going to keep doing it until it doesn't work with teams with new stadium especially home, cover up more often than not. So we'll go with Chargers. They'll we'll close up with those Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chargers, again, Mafia-owned team, right? So what happens to the Mafia-owned team is they have like 100 owners. Uh, the Spanos' only own 39% of the team. They have it in a trust. And the sisters taking Dean Spanos to federal court because she wants her cut early. Of that 39%, and just trying to force sale of the team. What does that mean? It means they have to spend a lot of money on lawyers. And if the team has to force sale, what do you cut? You cut labor costs. So the Chargers, notorious the totally cheap franchise, they've done well with when they have Ron Rivera and uh, great coaches like that. But now they got the cheapest coaches they can get the defensive coordinator, Ryan Staley from the Rams, first year. Offensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach. Uh, Solomon training camp, they have a lot of energy. Uh, energy, but Man, this holds it piles in the practice facilities. Uh, I think they have a lot of energy. The problem, they have a great uh, general manager who does how to do less with more. Tom go who dealt with the Ursa family, right? family-owned team. He knows how to scout players, develop players, but depth is going to be an issue. The other problem is they're in a good division. Uh, Gruden won a Super Bowl. He's teaming up with Andy Reid, his best friend, right, to uh, for scouting and informational purposes. And Denver is just tough. They're going to be tough at home. Uh, I think taking your quarterback, I think they'll be fine early in the season, but then late in the season, uh, they get a break going to Houston. Uh, You get the Giants. So the the last end of the season, they're going to be depleted, but they played Denver twice. That's probably going to be a loss. At Cincinnati, it's probably a game they they lose. They probably should win. Uh, The Giants at home, Kansas City, Houston, Denver, and Vegas. So let's see where they're at. Late in the season, and the Chargers are—that's the thing, right? The thing with the LA teams, uh, inflated lines because it's only an hour drive to Vegas. Right now, you got specials on on the planes. If it wasn't for Delta, right, you got forty-nine dollars round trip from LA to Vegas Sunday. So what happens? Those LA lines are inflated, especially late in the weekend. You go the other way, we've been fortunate and lucky and good. We have the same thing as the Florida second half lines, 80%. So a lot of money to be made in those LA inflated lines because of their proximity to Vegas and San Francisco's proximity to Nevada. Now with the apps, it's even more. So that's that's the way we take advantage of market inefficiencies and make a lot of money, right? Getting it way over fifty two point five, and uh, my wife buys an expensive purse or dress. Put in a lot of arguments, high price of uh, gasoline. So nine point five. Uh, this is the quintessential nine and eighteen, because they're going to lose some games they wouldn't, because just because they can't uh, afford Thompson let not allowed to get certain price uh, backups. So I'm going
0: under with the Chargers. What do you think about the Chargers, Scott? I agree with you. Depth is a definite issue with them. Um, they're after Eckler and the running back. There really isn't anybody. Uh, Keenan Allen on the offense after him. They lost Hunter Henry to, to, to New England. So depth is going to be a huge issue. They're a team that always comes up with that injury in the key spot that uh, that hurts them. I know you can't count on that, but right. um, you know early in the pre, early in the offseason I was I was on them. And then as as I took a look at what they did in the offseason and what they what they've done. Um, I'm soured on them a little bit just simply because no depth they got a great young quarterback in Herbert. Um, he doesn't have a ton of weapons. Um, their schedule in the back half of the season, as you said, lightens up. Um, considerably, but are they going to be in a position where they can capitalize and, and be over that win total? I'm not so sure. Um, you know, they're probably going to play majority of overs. I think in games they they're going to throw the ball a lot, throw it to Eckler, throw it to Keenan, right. throw it to Williams. So they're going to be a they're going to be a heavy throw, heavy pass team. So um, I think the win total is is could be right on, could be right on. I, I might lean slight under. Um, eight, nine, nine, and eight somewhere in there. Um, but I think you're gonna you're gonna play a lot more overs with them than you're gonna play unders. They, they, and the defense really... their defense is underrated, but they yeah. always have that one injury in the defense that that just s- s- kills them, kills right. them, for lack of a better term. So that's that's another thing is where's is that injury gonna come for them? And can and they're, they're notoriously a team that blows games late in the fourth quarter. So, right. are they going to overcome that?
1: And with a young second-year quarter, Jesse Herbert in a really bad offensive line. The fans were appalled by one of the offensive linemen they kept. Uh, it's going to be a primary backup, but he didn't play some left tackle. So, that shows you how they're crunched for money. Uh, and this is definitely a team things things uh, start going south. It's really going to go south. But yep. to, I should no.
2: Yeah, I think you guys you guys got it all. Overs, I think, will play well with them. I, I, I think that over play. I think we're going to see them maybe get some leads in the first half. Then they're going to struggle to finish games. Um, with that offense and with that throwing the ball, I, I think we'll see them get up or have some good spurts. But I just think they're going to have trouble finishing with the depth later in the season. Um, they're just not going to be able to close out games and finish games. And that, that's what's going to come down to with
1: that. And what do you think about this, guys? I see a huge I can't even believe this is right. I'm going to have to double check this <laughs> because I, I see a real big mistake here in the line. It could be an uh, inflated line, it could be people listening to hype. But this does not look like right at all. I'm going to double check here. First game of the season in Washington, D.C. The Chargers are one-point favorite over Washington. I saw that. I saw that. Over under 44.
2: That's ridiculous that they're favored that game.
1: All right, so right after I finish the podcast, I'm going to make that bet. <laughs> because Ron Rivera, they got a great coaching staff, bad offensive line, and then a lights-out defensive line. Then the average score of an NFL game historically is 45. That's a 44-and-a-half. I'm going to buy that half a point and go under
0: 45. And here's, here's the hidden thing. They're coming across the country exactly. playing a one, a 1 o'clock game. Not a 4 o'clock game, a 1 o'clock game. So that's another thing you got to look at. I know it's week one. I know opening week. But still, you got to look at those two factors as well.
1: And I am for them.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And it's not like they have luxury uh, facilities in a, tr- you know, chartering a plane or whatever. Travel's gonna be crazy. They're they fly commercial. they fly commercial to Washington. Their body's gonna be 10 a.m. Uh man.
0: And Washington's and right defense, now. and Washington's defense is nasty. Nasty. nasty.
1: They yeah, have, so. not only do they have good defensive line, they have depth on that defense. Yep. No. Too deep
0: coming right at it. I think that line's gonna change before next week. Oh yeah. So that's that's why you bet it now. Absolutely, no question.
1: Yeah, bet at uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers plus eighteen. When we saw that during the podcast chat, now it's at uh, ten. So that's an eight point swing right there. All right, man. We made a lot of money on this podcast. Just going over things, getting information, collaborating with each other. Sports betting is the only form of wagering, but there's a. Uh, collaboration, and make money as the share information. We all got regular jobs, things we got to do, relationships. You can't process it all the way, right? Uh, so, final thoughts. We'll go with Scott and then uh, Shad.
0: So, I, I think the AFC is more wide open than the NFC, for sure. Um, you know, I do like the Chiefs, the Bills um, up at the top, but I think you have wildcard teams and the Steelers and Raiders that, right. could, uh, that could put some... Uh, you know, some fear into some teams. I think the Patriots are much improved. Um, you know, and I think that AFC South definitely, I think you can you can make some money off betting against the Texans a Big lot. Turn. Yep. So that those are my impressions. And I think is gonna be and the Jets too, you probably can make some money off the Jets betting against the Jets as well. So
1: right. you have a great great coach as far as you know attitude is going to have that P. Carroll thing, but he's not P. Carroll.
0: Yep. No doubt. No, what no. do you
1: think, Chad? No,
2: man, I'm good. I don't got anything else to add. I think we covered it all. It's a good show. Got a lot of information out there, man. I'm ready. We're gonna keep, get it going, get it rolling, and see how it all turns out. Hopefully, yeah. just how we thought.
1: Big time. So, every podcast is a business meeting, purpose and outcome. And the outcome has been. A thousand percent ROI in the last two years. What does that thousand percent ROI mean? It means you have ten times more money than what you had before. So, I'm gonna start uh, bringing the afterburners on the Twitter page tomorrow. I'm gonna put out the college picks. Uh, we'll do another tweet. Get out all the over unders we've had. Man, that is money, and I see the stars aligning uh, for a big money year for all of us. So we can mitigate it. Uh, inflation, and like Winston Churchill said, he "Got us through World War One." Right, and as I get older, uh, the more you give, you get ten times back. You make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. That's why we give you every single pick over another for free. What we want you to do is we want you to make money, and if you feel like it, collaborate with us. Give us a tip or two. <laughs> you make a living from your labor, or you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast.
0: That's why this one costs 800 dollars And that cost two hundred. And I don't know what that cost. that shit in the That's why.